I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitola. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Better yet, you should just subscribe. If you subscribe, then you don't need to be on the lookout for it, and it just pops up in your little your little phone, all perfect and ready to go. Yeah, njbia.org slash subscribe. It's perfect. Yeah. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Um, and I think... I think that's all my talking points that you got. You got the subscribe. You got the uh, you know we air every other Wednesday. So rather than giving my usual spiel about the the subscribing and the check us out on iTunes and all that, today I'm going to give a special shout out to Regis Gift Baskets and Embroidery. Mm-hmm. Our uh, very own Risa Castro. Yeah, Risa Castro, who made us these awesome mugs. Look at our faces. Yeah. And this this one for our guests. So we've been talking for a long time about selling out and merching the show. Yeah. I'm finally getting into it. Um, I don't actually have on hand the cost per mug, but by the time we air this episode, I will put it on kind of like a QVC sort of thing. It'll be like, you know, yeah. if you want if you want to be drinking out of one of these prestigious OPB merch and mugs. We know you do. Absolutely. I mean, look. Then by all means, write into OPB at njbia.org mm -hmm. and the information will be on the uh -huh. screen. But <laughs> because the sooner you do that, the sooner we can bro down. Exactly. You know, the selling out, the cashing in and the bro down. That's right. Yeah. It's very important. Plus, these are just awesome. I mean, like <laughs> I love yeah. them so much. So you got like the the two of us option. You got That's the right. me option, and you've got the her option. No, you know, it's, it's awesome. the perfect size. And on the back, because we're extra fancy. On the back is the logo. The logo. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's awesome. So with us today, because I ought to <laughs> introduce him sooner or later. Yeah. Is Paul Onish of the Envelope Printer Company. So say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello, everybody. Hi. Nice to be here. Thank you for letting me come you. and. Uh, talk about new technologies for small medium businesses. We're so excited to have you here today. Yeah, this is going to be a unique episode because yes. normally um, the companies that we bring on the show mm -hmm. are NJBIA members who are, you know, actively in business. Now you are an NJBIA member. That is correct. But you're not 100% rolling in business yet. Correct. So we're going to let you talk about that. But, but Kate, first, yeah. the icebreaker today is what is your favorite holiday? Um, I have to say uh, Thanksgiving. That's the time when Ooh, I you stole mine. I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. The time There's only so many. <laughs> I mean, I'll let you. Uh, that's the time when, whether it be once or twice a year, all the family is together mm -hmm. at the table, stuffing themselves, but sure. having great conversation and bringing their thoughts back to what's been happening with their family mm -hmm. and kids over the past year. It's really important to me and as it was to my mom and dad earlier in my life. I would have to agree with you. All of that plus no additional pressure of gift giving and is this going to be the right thing? Did I spend enough? Are they going to hate it? Are they are they going to return it? Like all of that is just not even part of the conversation. Very true. I but it comes that. at the cost of, you know, the pressure of cooking well. And if you're not the one doing the cooking, then knowing that you threw that all on someone else. That's true. There is a little yeah. bit of, um, oh gosh, household passive aggression. <laughs> I just made that up. In the but Conroy household? In, I, I would have to assume in a lot of households. Sure. But but you're absolutely right. It usually falls to some woman or maybe two or three women who throw together the meal 
and then the cleanup. It doesn't just have to be one of You're our right. coworkers, Steve Wilson. I look forward to hearing him talk That's about true. his Thanksgiving spread every year. You are totally right. I salivate just, he can start talking about it. doesn't even have to, you know, And start you hate Thanksgiving, hate so that's Thanksgiving. amazing. Yeah. But I think in many households, it usually falls to a woman. And the pressure of getting it right and the in-law component. I remember when I hosted Thanksgiving for the first time, uh, as a married person in my new house and my in-laws were there and I had a great relationship with them. I love them. Um, it didn't matter that the relationship was great. The added pressure that my in-laws were there just made it... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just made it that much worse. Do you know what I mean? Sorry if you were uh, not watching this on the YouTube version. <laughs> I just took a drink out of my brand new Kate Conroy mug. I'm sorry. <laughs> Made me feel so much better. Yeah. Anyway, so that those are my thoughts on Thanksgiving. I would yeah. echo all of that except you know the additional pressure and yeah, lack of pressure. The, the pressure that I like is the cleanup because that's the way I was trained as a kid. Oh, I so love, you're part of the cleanup crew? I am the cleanup crew. Top. High five. That's awesome. Wow. I love it. What I, about you? Do you help clean up? Of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think that was something that needed to be elaborated <laughs> on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's Obviously, fine. you help clean up. That's fair. Because yeah. usually it happens at my house these days, so, you know. Oh. Yeah, people come, they like wreck the place, and then, you know. Yeah. Actually, we usually do it like as it's going, so that by the time everybody leaves, there's really not that much left mm -hmm. that has to get done, you that's know. That's true. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite Thanksgiving Day foods? Uh, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. All right. Yeah. I could have a plate of mashed potatoes, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> With gravy and butter. Actually, that's probably up there for me, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the turkey and all that, so I probably do load up on the mashed potatoes. The second best is the sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah. That does sound really good. You? All right. So it's like a three-way tie. I make a carrot souffle that is out of this world mm. and I have a recipe for these sweet potato wedges with like spices on top of them it is amazing but the turkey oh my gosh you guys my turkey recipe includes um, apricot jam and Kahlua mm. so it's like pulling candy off the turkey as it's cooking and when it finishes and then you make the gravy out of that and you pour the oh my it is unreal this turkey is unreal it does sound unreal Oh, it's so good. I'm, I kind of want to make Thanksgiving tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I would like to make Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. All right, so Not for me, it's yeah. uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it. we've talked about that on the show before. Yes. I love Halloween. I'm a big fan. So yep. around this time every year, I start watching uh, horror movies and Halloween-themed movies at least, like, once or twice a week until the big show. But what is your favorite Halloween movie? Did we talk about this already? Uh, I think we did with... Uh, Actually, our, our now, not at the time, co-worker Jody Grimwald, we talked about oh, yeah. uh, favorite scary movies. Mine is Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that your favorite scary movie, though, or your favorite Halloween movie? Is there a difference? Yeah, of course. Okay, go ahead. Tell me the difference. All right, well, I don't watch scary movies. <laughs> sure. But if I did, I think that that is a genre in and of itself. Actually, what was that? Cabin in the Woods? Okay, yeah. That's a great scary movie. That was funny, yeah. But my favorite Halloween movie would be You'd something... You'd probably like uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I should send you a trailer on that some, one. I don't know what that is, but it does sound fun. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, what is the scary movie? God. With um, Ash? Oh, Army of Darkness? <sighs> yes. That's a really funny... The Evil Dead? It's a really funny scary movie. I don't movie. like scary movies. Not a big movie. scary Thank movie you. person? I don't like scary I movies. I don't like scary I just movies. watched uh, the Pet Cemetery remake mm -hmm. last night. Not bad, you know? 
But no, there's another there's another scary movie or Halloween movie, and I'm it's it's not coming to me, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it pass. Nightmare Before Christmas is pretty good too. That's I love one that, that a lot movie. of people who don't really like scary movies like. But yeah. would that be considered a Christmas movie or a Halloween? I movie? think it can go either way. I think you can watch Nightmare Before Christmas every day from Halloween to Christmas. If you so choose. <laughs> and in between, you know, there's no reason why you can't watch it in March. Oh, it's the zombie movie go. with... Um, Zombieland. No. Oh. No. no. With, You'd like that, too. That was really funny. With Simon Pegg. Oh, um, that was the one you picked then, Shaun of the Dead. Yes! You like how I can remember that? Yes! Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. That is my favorite Halloween movie. Mm. Wow. Okay, yeah. this one. <laughs> but yeah, so Halloween is my favorite holiday. I love the... Uh, I love trick or treating. I can't do it now because I'm older, but I like giving but the candy out to kids. We have we did that last year. Yeah. Um, she dressed up as Little Red Riding Hood. It was adorable. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. I remember those pictures yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm looking forward. To, I haven't actually put any thought into what she's going to be this year or me for that matter. And usually I've got that locked down in like July. I can't so. believe this is. You're late to the game. I am, but. Yeah, if you remember a couple years ago when I dressed up as like the giant penguin and we brought the costume in here for yes. uh, Nicole, I had basically picked that out like a week before Halloween. It was basically, I just went to the, the Halloween costume Score. shop. Mm. I was like, let's find something that will fit that's like kind of funny. And that's what I picked. That's really good. Yeah. I like it. But okay, so anyway. Seriously. Paul, <laughs> tell us about what you do. Yeah, tell us what you do. Well, my company is a design engineering company, and we have been in the business for over 40 years, uh, working mostly with computer printer products. We have received many patents for those items, and most recently, one of our clients came to us and said, we have an issue, we need to print a lot of envelopes quickly, and we don't want to put labels on them and stamps. So I went back to the office and started talking to my team about what it is that we were able to do. We did some research finding out that the desktop printers that are available to most people handle 20 to 30 envelopes in a cartridge underneath the front and the paper bends 180 degrees goes in the front comes back out the front so the paper's got to get wrinkled and crinkled most of the time. We thought about a way of having the envelopes stack up in the rear of the printer, go flat into the print mechanism, and then pop out the front. We did some mechanical time trials and figured out that we could actually do an envelope, the return, printing the return information, the to information, and the postal barcode, along with a USPS e-stamp in two seconds or less. Wow. My goodness. <clears throat> which would probably quarter the time it takes to print a regular envelope through the usual four-in-one printer mechanism which only handles about 20-25 envelopes at one time. We then uh, told this to our client prospect and he said I'd be interested if you could build it and so what we did was we spent a couple of months designing and developing it on paper finding out the necessary equipment and components that we needed to have in order to put this product together. We uh, worked with our lawyers for our patent attorneys to mm -hmm. determine whether or not we had a patent possibility here and after a month worth of research that they did they came back to us and said it is definitely a patentable item because there's nothing 
that's this size, meaning basically 16 inches by 16 inches that sits on a desktop, that can in fact hold 250 envelopes at a time as a minimum and print envelopes at the rate of one every two seconds, including the address information and the postal barcode and stamp. I gotta tell you, I'm shocked you got that patent. Like, it, it surprises me that it is 2019 and this wasn't invented in like 1996. It's probably a product that the normal printer manufacturer should have considered as an ancillary printing product to their typical desktop printers that they had. And of course, we thought about this, but poo-pooed it back in the early 2000s because we were too busy designing other items for the computer industry. And the small to medium businesses in the United States, of which there's close to 22 million of these SMBs, people who are accountants and lawyers and calligraphers who do wedding invitations and bar mitzvah invitations and people who do real estate mailings and things of that nature spend hours a week putting on stickers and then putting it through a postage machine. It's insane. Well, not just the time. I mean, you had mentioned um, the wedding invitations. You got this beautiful envelope with your, you know, pretty pink and purple, you know, paper. And then you see this, like, random sticker in the middle of it, the address. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm surprised nobody's thought of this before. Like, why did nobody look at a wedding invitation and go, you know, that would look classier if we could just print directly on the thing. Exactly right. Exactly right. So we submitted this to the United States Patent Office in 2017 and in 2018, because it takes about a year wow. for the Patent Office <laughs> to go through the pile of first in, first out. I'm too impatient for that. I've been calling them like every other week, like, did you get to it already? I know. Yeah. And sometime in uh, the middle of 2018, we received a patent number 9747531. Just in case you wanted to look that up. Just in case someone <laughs> wants to go look at it online. Sure. And it was for a flatbed envelope printer, whether it's inkjet or laser engine, with Wi-Fi, USB 2 or 3. As you do. As okay. you need. And an exit slot that will let you hold 250 printers at one time. And for envelopes. For envelopes, right. Right. Because you said 250 printers. I'm imagining I'm one printer holding 250 other printers. 250. It's okay. It's all right. We got you. Yeah. We knew what you meant. At one time. And then there are options also to put in wide manila envelopes that are typically nine and a half inches wide by 14 inches deep mm -hmm. so that you can send out large brochures where you certainly cannot stick those in a number 10 envelope. No. The advantage there again, it, no, it won't print in two seconds because it's typically three times the length or depth of the envelope, mm -hmm. but you will be able to generate one of those every six seconds. Also, the printhead itself floats on top of the envelope, so whether or not you're putting in a very thin envelope or three by five index card, or you're putting in something like a cardboard trifold. I was actually gonna say, like, you know. This enough. paper would go through it because the printhead, in fact, will raise up to accommodate the thickness of up to 200 pounds of paper, 
which is approximately 12 to 14 sheets of copy paper. So the envelope doesn't have to be empty when it goes through the printer. The envelope can be fully stuffed before it goes into the mm. printer. Does it seal the envelope as well? No, it doesn't do that. That's okay. We have not yet. <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, that would have been, okay. like, you know, been like... Maybe that's an option for version two. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is on the drawing boards for 2022. I was actually just thinking like, it, it sounds like it doesn't necessarily have to be an envelope that goes into this thing. No, as a matter of fact, you could put the annoying real estate flyers that come out sure. once a month. Yeah. We just sold a house in your neighborhood. Mm. Here is the thing. And again, it comes out with stickers on them and stamps sent by that local real estate agent because he or she sold a property in your development mm -hmm. or in your neighborhood. Uh, that's a target market for this printer as well. Property management companies are a target market for this printer envelope printer as well because they have hundreds and thousands of residents that live in those communities and monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, they're sending out statements and invoices every month for the HOA fees that are required. There's doctors, there's dentists, there's accountants, there's all sizes of businesses that do mailings that either do it manually with labels. Now they'll have to print the label with those three by 10 envelope uh, label products or they're going to sit there and hand write them or use a rubber stamp if they want to do that. Mm -hmm. But they have to get a real stamp, whether it's a postage machine or a stick-on from the post office. But it takes so much time to do that, which is a waste of manpower, where these office people or home office workers could leave it unattended to the envelope printer to do it for them. Hmm. Sure. So eventually, this will be manufactured somewhere. Eventually, we are looking for a few manufacturers in the United States mm -hmm. to actually build this product where we will be doing negotiations with them in the 2020, early 2020 to develop a manufacturing protocol to make this envelope printer. And so that we'll be able to build some prototypes and send them out to other manufacturers and fabricators to see whether or not they would like to get involved with our company, as well as show this at trade shows. <coughs> we won't necessarily have to print anything on the envelope. We're just gonna show them the movement of the paper, the envelope through the bottom of the gravity feed mechanism into the print engine and have it ejected out the front and then get their buy-in. We want people to come to our website, which is www.theenveloprinter.com, and answer a questionnaire that's there that will enable us to understand what they're looking for with regard to their envelope printing needs. We've already got several companies that have indicated they could use several hundred printers for their businesses. Certainly, as I had mentioned, the property management companies that have tens of thousands of houses here in the state of New Jersey alone that they do these monthly mailings. And it takes them three, four, five hours a day for a day or two or three to dedicate a person to take care of this problem that they've got. Mm -hmm. They are even willing to spend up to $1,000 
one of our company prospects has said. Whereas we don't think that's a fair price, we think somewhere in the middle hundreds would be more in line with what this product can do to eliminate the manual labor involved in processing these envelopes for their people. Sure. I've been thinking about it from like an arts and craftsy kind of a position. Like if it can take things that are like, you know, pretty big, then you could almost put like cardboard in there or something, right? Well, technically, again, if the cardboard is under 200 pounds, mm. it has a thickness, right, which yeah. could very well in English be called a quarter of an inch. Right. However, that being said, we'll have to do it in millimeters for the real world. Yeah. Uh, it could technically take in thick cardboard. It could, if it were thin bubble pack mm. thing for putting information. Oh my gosh, I never information. even printing on bubble also, <laughs> can you imagine we could like have bubble wrap with our logo on it? Well, not bubble wrap, but the bubble envelopes. Oh, yeah. sorry. The bubble I, I, I just, I, my mind went in like 30 different directions no, sorry. there. sorry. <laughs> but those very thin postal bubble envelopes could fit in there also. Sure. Uh, but I don't want to... I don't want to bring this up as the focal point sure. of the printer, mm. but to say version that three. <laughs> <laughs> version three would be printing restaurant menus on a daily basis. Mm. And they may only need 20. They don't may need 50, they need 100. They're going out to a printer at their local corner printing press company to print them, but they like them to be durable and sturdy. And you can't do that quickly enough with the normal desktop printers sure. because that paper needs to, the paper doesn't want to bend mm -hmm. and our printer does not bend the material going in from the rear through the print engine out the front to the catcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know my printer at home, like I put anything in there that's not just your standard piece of move through paper and it jams. So true. This would be cool. Mm -hmm. True. Same. I actually don't even have a printer at home anymore because it just was too frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just quit using it until the ink just dried up and I had to just chuck it. Mm. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, that was educational and so yeah. interesting. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game. Cool. All right. Great. Thank you. And we're back, and it is now time to play my favorite game. It's called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome, and be prepared to defend your answers. Ready? <laughs> I'm absolutely ready. All right, first up, tailgating. So we've done, you know, New Jersey drivers before, and I think everybody on that episode said awful. But we've never done a specific bad behavior like tailgating before. Mm. So I'm guessing awful. We're all going to be awful. I think I'm guessing we're all yeah. going to be saying, but you just awful, never man. know. You just never So tailgating. Tailgating. My uh, opinion of tailgating is is probably one of the most dangerous things, aside yes. from weaving in and out of lanes trying to get somewhere just to catch up to the red light at the corner. Mm -hmm. But when I have a tailgater behind me, I just slowly take my foot off the accelerator <laughs> and just slow it down. And if they can pass or not, that's their yeah. problem. I had a person arrested because I had it on my dash cam 
and I sent mm. the dash cam into the police department. You have a dash cam? Yes, I do. And it gets behind you? No, no. I got it because he passed me on a double <gasps> yellow line, and my dash cam picked that up, and I mailed the digital video into the police department with a complaint mm. because it was extremely dangerous yes. during the daytime when you couldn't see the glare that was in front and this person just did not like going 35 miles an hour in a rural neighborhood and said I've just gotta go faster to get around mm -hmm. that person and when I got to the corner guess who was at the traffic light in front of me yeah this person who had gone around me and had gone over the double yellow lines after tailgating don't you me. just love that like they're in such a hurry and you all wind up in the same place at the same yeah. time like stopped at the same red lights you know yeah. right and there was another incident with another double yellow line with someone tailgating me in a 35 or 40 mile an hour thing and when I got up to the corner of there. that, he was right there. And I used to just kind of mm. hello wave to that nice person in the lane to my left. And that person, no doubt, typically ignored me and drove on when the light changed. His complaint, the police officer said, was he had to go to the bathroom. He had to get there quickly. So why didn't he go through the red light that he was sitting at when he was mm. next to break me? Break one law, break them all. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> for a penny and for a pound. I know. I've wanted a dash cam forever. And I've wanted both the front and the back. Um, yes, for the safety and the, you know, all that, but really because I just want to like put the videos up on YouTube and narrate them, you know, because <laughs> how many times are you sitting in your car and are like, are people seeing this? Yeah. You know? like, yeah. You can't, you can tell people the story later, but it's just like without that video, you know? Mm -hmm. Plus, you ever see those videos that people post on YouTube with like the crazy accidents? Yeah. Like people will cut in front of them and then the car flips over. Not that this is funny. It's not. But it's totally funny. <laughs> So I love to watch those videos. Um, yeah. But yeah, tailgating is awful. Mm -hmm. I used to pump the brake. I used to slow down. Uh, but like then I started worrying about like them bashing into me mm -hmm. when doing that. So now they get like a tenth of my windshield wiper fluid like splashed onto their. Uh, you do the oh that uh, is yeah. genius. I know right like I yeah somebody did that to me once and I, it took me a little while to process like what happened there and as soon as I figured it out I was like oh that's brilliant. Like, why haven't I been thinking about why that? Why haven't I thought of that? Yeah, oh. so, like, it drives people nuts. Yeah. There was one time um, somebody was tailgating me on a, a circle. We have a lot of those in New Jersey for our out-of-state yeah. viewers, where basically they, it's literally exactly what it sounds like. The street is a circle, and you get off at, like, five different points in the, the thing. So this guy is, like, two inches from my bumper on this circle, and I did the typical spray thing and I wasn't thinking about like anything you know that was like unique to the circle but his window was open and we were on kind of a curve and he got it right in his face I felt really bad but you know again like if you weren't right on my bumper then it wouldn't have been an issue so that is amazing yeah oh my gosh he was going crazy like Usually I look in the rear view just to kind of like confirm that the person is throwing on the wipers and being kind of like angry about it and maybe slowing down. But I just wasn't expecting it. This guy was like freaking out, like throwing his arms up in the air, like all mad. It was hilarious. 
Windows. Very unsafe. You shouldn't do that. I'm not recommending it. Oh, I'm totally doing yeah. that. Yeah. There is one other thing you can do too for tailgater. If there's puddles on the right curb, you can drive your car. You don't care if your car gets wet on the undercarriage, but when you drive and you get close to that puddle on the right, just move over a little farther to the right and generate a splash going behind oh, you. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Genius. If it's a big enough puddle, like those will yeah. really give you like a tidal wave in. They're good, yes. Again, They're I don't know if it's, uh, yeah, but like, if Love somebody it. weren't on your bumper, it wouldn't be an issue. Like, you right. know, for all you know, I got bird poop on my windshield and I was trying to get it off, right. you know, because that could absolutely be the case. And if you weren't right there, it wouldn't matter. That's you know? right. Yeah. Oh, I genius. hate tailgaters, yeah. <laughs> now, tailgating the partying, that sounds fun, right? Like, yeah. I've never done that before, but I've heard great things. You know, yeah. I never have either. I've never yeah. tailgated a football game or I'm not, I'm not into sports, concert. so, you know. Do they do that at concerts? Yeah, I guess, yeah, of I course. I they do. You know? I'm not into that either. Yeah, you know? I've never That's a deep cut, that. episode three, the Concert Haters Club. You should go back <laughs> and listen right. to it. Deep yeah. cuts. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, next up, snail mail. Um, so I know you, you're here for a very specific reason. I hate the snail mail, too. Yeah. Like, I've been doing everything I can to unsubscribe myself from every little thing. Shout out to my dad. I get a lot of his mail now because, like, the <laughs> AARP won't leave me alone thinking I'm, like, ready to retire. Uh, I get a lot of stuff about, like, signing up for Medicare. And I'm just like, dude, I'm a millennial. All right? Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Okay? <laughs> but yeah, drives me nuts. Actually, snail mail for me is good because yeah. it gives me the opportunity to see who is using those postcards and envelopes oh, and yeah. putting stickers. I've gotten mail from senators in New Jersey and assembly people in New Jersey that use the from, the to, and a manual stamp. Wow. And they have people in their office wasting their time putting stickers on an envelope soliciting for funds probably, for their election. Probably they're unpaid interns, so they don't care. But uh, that is awful. Yeah, you know, I'm probably just going to start collecting all my mail in a big pile, give it to you, potential clients. It's a great prospect great. list. There you go. I love it. That's exactly. actually the only kind of snail mail I get anymore as well. It's all just large, shiny postcards asking me to do something or not do something or vote a certain way or right. buy something stupid. Mm. Yeah, snail mail. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, email more or less replaced snail mail, yeah. and then social media kind of replaced email. Yeah. I haven't gotten an email from one of my friends in, like, I don't even know how many years. Do you so. remember forwards? Well, I mean, we do it in the office a lot. So no, sure. no, no, but, like, the, <laughs> the, like the, the email joke. There's a, a joke and then a punchline, and people would, like, forward it to their whole... Friends, right? Yeah, it used to. It used to be. Do you, you mean kind of like a chain letter kind of thing? Yes, but without the. Without the, if you don't do this, yeah. you're gonna get hurt. Oh. Kind of. It's <laughs> the equivalent of me posting a meme on Facebook today. Hmm. Twenty years ago, you just forward we would that just there? forward that, and we weren't clever. We didn't have memes. We just had like the long text joke, and then the punchline at the I bottom. I do kind of remember those yeah. emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm so glad that that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, email replaced snail mail, and now social media has replaced email, kind of. Maybe, and I'm, maybe texting is more or less replacing social media. I don't know. Yeah, I would buy that. Yeah, I would buy that. All right, last one. Um, we were just going to do dessert, but then we just decided that that would be obviously awesome. Obviously, dessert is awesome. Awesome. So, oh, yeah, favorite right. dessert. Okay. Favorite dessert. So, anybody want to go first? I'm a big Rice Krispie Treat guy. Oh, oh for yeah. real? For real. Wow. So, 
I'm going to give a yeah. shout out to my wife, Tara. She makes like a big sheet cake of it, you know, and you cut it up. But if I can get to it before it gets cut up, you know, before I'm technically supposed to be eating this, Take the I could sheet. technically, I'm not going to say I've ever done it. <laughs> I could totally just like eat the whole thing in one sitting. It's yeah. basically cereal. Yeah. It's basically just, you know, cereal. I like how you're justifying milk, it. For which me. is a marshmallows or milk. That's right. Go. And That's sugar. exactly right. A and little sugar. bit of sugar. All the cereal I eat has like a heap ton of sugar in it anyway, so... Yeah, I like how you've given me this justification. The next time I'm, like, eating half a pan of uh, Rice Krispie Treats, <laughs> I will think about this before I start crying in my own sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever. No, it's perfectly fine. Sure. Completely justifiable. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Favorite my dessert? favorite uh, dessert is definitely cheesecake, the, mm. quote, New York-style oh, cheesecake. Yeah. That's there, nice and thick. Cold with a graham cracker crust. And is your preferred topping like a chocolate or a cherry or just plain? No, just plain cheesecake. Wow. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid growing up when a company called Sarah Lee mm. had a six or eight by eight flat tray that you could peel off the cardboard top and I would just stick my fork into it and finish that whole entire four by four, six by six or eight by eight. And that would be my dinner for the whole day. Oh my God. By all means, take a, you know, I, I felt you kind of struggling there. You can take a sip from your brand new Vinny and Kate mug. Thank you. <laughs> How about you, Kate? Love it. Okay, so it used to be creme brulee, and I am still a gigantic fan of creme brulee. I love the the, the top, you know, it gets broiled or whatever, and the, the custard, I love it. Um, but recently, I had lunch at Seasons 52. And have you ever had an Yeah, and then yeah. there are eight different little packages. Yes, they come up with this, like, yeah. the shots, shots of... Yes, very clever mm. marketing on it. And they that. don't... Okay, I've always <coughs> thought that it is such a waste of time for a wait person to say, would you like to see the dessert menu? I think you should just bring the dessert menu. You'll sell way more desserts that way. And even better is to just bring all of the little shot glass toppings and options. Anyway, so that's what they do. I always get the same one, and it is my absolute... If I could live on this dessert, I would. It's the pecan pie custard thing. I don't know what it... I don't even know what it's called, but it is... I guess you don't have to. They bring it around. Like, that That's right. Crazy. That's exactly right. I don't need to know the name of it, because they name them all, and it's usually at the last... I'm like, that one, that one's mine. I don't need to know. That so good. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very fall kind of dessert. Like, it's a very mm -hmm. Thanksgiving kind of dessert, too. So, so they like, try to play it off, like, because it's only, like, the shot glass size. You don't yeah, have to feel guilty a, about it. You right. know? Oh, my God. I looked, I looked it up once on uh, my fitness Don't pal. ruin it for me. No, I go won't. Ahead, go it ahead. ruined it for yeah. me. Yeah, but yeah I obviously. Go ahead. How much? It was exactly the same number of calories as my entire lunch. Wow. That one little shot. Same as my whole lunch. Yeah. Sadness. On that sad note. Paul, if there was one piece of advice you could give to your younger self, what would it be? I think it's it has to do with education. Uh, growing up, a lot of people, regardless of their age, don't really do what they should be doing with regard to their homework and understanding and studying. It may very well be that today they don't teach cursive writing and they don't teach grammar mm -hmm. in school. They should. But they should, and people later in life, the not the millenniums, but the newer, younger crew that's coming up. Gen Z. Gen Z will be using their thumbs and they won't know uh, how to properly speak to people. Your, I think your, and your, two, two, their, two. <clears throat> yeah, their, their tongues will go limp hmm. and all they'll be doing is feeding themselves with food and conversation is so important and education is so important that 
my parents made sure that we went to school and we did our homework before we went out to play Mm -hmm. And I think that was a good basis. Uh, so for me, for my younger self, I should have done a little bit more homework. Okay. I should have studied a little harder. I got pretty good grades in school. I went to a pretty good college. I got an engineering degree and I've been successful through my life. But I probably could have been a little more successful. This printer could have been invented 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. It sure. could have been manufactured, designed, developed, and engineered in the Y2K era. Sure. And there would have been maybe 10 million uh, as opposed to none at this time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll tell you what. Mm. Well, is there anything, at this point in the show, we normally ask if there's anything you want to promote coming up, but you've got a very unique situation here, so. Well, again, I'm, I'm looking, the company is looking for the end users out there in New Jersey and the rest of North America who want to reduce the time it takes for them to print envelopes to their clients. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for fabricators or manufacturers in New Jersey and or in made in the USA manufacturers to want to build this envelope printer for the 22 million SMB market, small medium-sized business markets in the United States and offer them through those big box stores as they say out there for a decent retail price that's our goal for the next year or two to get together with end users let them go to the website fill out a questionnaire and send the answers to us so that we can bring those email questionnaires to a couple of manufacturers here to give us quotations on built in the usa envelope printers for sale that's our goal not just built in the USA, wow. built in New Jersey. You gotta yeah. like write that on the box, you know? Built We're proud of our manufacturers. Yes, yeah, we, are. we are. We are. Very robust and thriving group of people. Right. Absolutely. All right, so if people wanted to contact you, get a hold of you for that purpose, the what web, would be the best way to do it? The website is www.theenveloprinter.com. Email, phone number, anything that you would want, you know? No, that information is on the there. website. Right. I don't want to have to give it out, sure. nor the telephone numbers. We really don't need phone calls. We really just want emails. Mm -hmm. Fill out the questionnaire, because that will be the basis by which we take these emails in print to manufacturers and fabricators here in New Jersey and say, we have potential orders for 500, 2,000, 5,000, 8,000, 12,000, 20,000, whatever the number is over the next six months to a year, and let them say, we don't want to build it. Because then we will go to another fabricator or manufacturer here with the same pile of emails and say, here they are, they're requesting 500 for their company, 2,000 for their company, 10 for that company, one for that company, two for that company, to a point where manufacturers are going to say, we better build one of these. We could do that. Mm -hmm. And it won't cost a lot retail, and to manufacture it won't cost a lot e either because they already have the par power supply, they have the printing mechanism, they have the wireless communications modules, 
they only have to build what's known as the transport mechanism, which moves the envelopes from the stack of 250 in the back across into the print mechanism, whether it be inkjet or laser, get it printed on and shoot it out the front into the catcher. So it's a transport manufacturing and putting on new skins that they want to colorize in the outside. It can be plastic, it can be metal, it doesn't matter. Hmm? Love it. Well, best of luck. All right. I think that's our show. <laughs> yeah. We want to thank our listeners, especially subscribers. We appreciate the support and the love. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. And thank you to Risa Castro for these fabulous new mugs. We're so excited to have them. So I'll just take a big sip. Yeah, hey, man. Mm. Makes Again, water. we'll put the purchasing information on the bottom of the screen. Makes the water taste that much more delicious. Yeah. And thank you to Paul Onish for coming in and visit us with today. The envelope printer company is going to be amazing. I just know it. We, we certainly hope so. And thank you very much for affording me the time to be here. Absolutely. When you get this up and running, let me know because I'm sold already. I, mostly for my own arts and crafts and purposes. <laughs> but I want to buy one. So when this thing exists, you let me know. Absolutely. You guys will be among the first. Awesome. Can't thank wait. you. Thank you. Okay. Thank All you right. Too. We'll see you next time. All right.